4 Nancy on XFM 104.9. I'm Ricky Gervais with me, Steve Merchant. Hello Kyle there. Pilkington. Steve, you got any other toilet related <laughs> anecdotes? Rick, my life is just full of toilet trauma. Yeah. And I, Carl, you may not realise this, but uh, a while back I used to host, this is bizarre, I used to host a radio show on the BBC World Service, right? Now, you, if you want someone who's, who's the voice of integrity, the voice of intelligence, the voice of a nation, you're going to come to me. That's yeah. obvious. And I was broadcasting, to, now they've got listeners of something like 50, 60 million people around the world. It's mental, the listenership of the World Service. And I used to host this show with someone It's a big else. place, Steve. The world? Yeah. You're absolutely right. And uh, anyway, so I had to, I had to be into uh, Bush House, where they broadcast from, 10 o'clock every Friday morning to broadcast around the world to 50 million people, right? And one week, uh, I went to the toilet in my house, right? Everyone had left. I got there a bit late. I got up a bit late. Already against me. The clock was already against me. Had to be there at 10 o'clock, broadcast around the world. And we got two toilets in our house, downstairs one, right? And the door had already been a bit dodgy. It was one of those doors where you had to give it a bit of a kick because you went in. It was, getting a bit, it was getting a bit tight. I don't know what the wood was expanding or something. You know, I'm in there. And same thing again happens. No toilet paper. I think, oh, God, I'm going to have to somehow kind of make it up. Why don't you check first? I normally do, Rick. I normally do. It's just on a certain occasions when I'm bleary-eyed or something, I just, I forget. Or occasionally I forget. Normally I do check. Right. And um, you've got to bear in mind that it's not like this is happening every week. This is over the course of many years that sure. these incidents have acc- accumulated. So um, You've condensed them. For the purposes of this anecdote. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And... Um, <laughs> Great, you're, you're, you're brilliant to keep the, keeping the pace up of an anecdote there. Rick. You've just drawn in. I don't know where I am now. Anyway, oh, no, I know where I'm. I'm trapped in a toilet with no toilet paper. Yeah. That's where I am. And I'm thinking maybe I peel off some of the wallpaper, you know, things like that. But there's nothing I can do. I got to go upstairs. Well, exactly. But I got to go upstairs and find toilet a paper. Was there any? <laughs> there wasn't. Sadly. There wasn't. Oh. I got to go upstairs and maybe find a notepad or something like that. And uh, so I try the door. Right, the door's wedged. And I'm pulling on the door and I can't get the door open it's just like it won't come open and it's already and I knew it was going to come to this at some point like this is like the clock's ticking I'm trying to pull the door open tries to run my ankles again and I'm thinking well what I could do is I could open the window I suppose and like try and climb out but not really because I got the trousers around the ankles and that's or if it was raining open. just stick your ass out <laughs> two birds with one Sadly, it was a beautiful day really. it's, I call it the world bee day <laughs> <laughs> and so um so what I'm thinking is, well, wonder. I've got my mobile phone in there, luckily, because it's in my pocket. I'm thinking well, maybe I can phone. I would seriously Kleenex. Think, maybe I'll phone <laughs> the fire brigade. By this point, I mean, it just dried. <laughs> <laughs> no, it hadn't. It was. Hold it was, on. Was that little puppy not around? Because yeah. sometimes you can call that. It's got a little bit wrapped round it. Listen. Or just use the puppy issue. itself. There's 50 million people around the world going yeah. to hear my voice in like yeah. 30 minutes. Exactly. And Where's Steve? He's not locked in a toilet again, is he? <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. So, um, so, so I'm thinking about phoning the fire brigade, and I'm thinking, sure. like, if I do that, it's gonna, you know it's going to be the first call that goes straight on the speakerphone yeah. for like the entire fire brigade service everywhere. With a butch hero carrying you down over his shoulders with your trousers around your ankles. <laughs> exactly. Can I just not pull him up? No, you've got to be learned a total lesson. Yeah. But I imagine the idea of a friend up and going, uh, hello there, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm trapped in a room in my house. Oh, yeah, which one is it? Oh, it's I don't need to small. know. It's quite <laughs> small. <laughs> is it? Yeah. yeah. It's not the toilet, is it? Because we don't want to come and rescue someone who, who's trapped in the toilet. Which no. service do you require? <laughs> Paper. <laughs> so, um, so I've, I think I can't find the fire brigade, the clock's ticking. So then I think, I think one of my housemates is still in the house, but still asleep. So I phone the house number, right, phone rings and rings and rings for ages. And eventually, he answers the phone, <laughs> right? Gets out of bed, answers the phone, yeah. Hi, it's Steve. All right, what's wrong? I'm what are you downstairs. doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Just, oh, I didn't wait. I don't know. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just... In the toilet. I'm downstairs in the toilet. Oh, yeah, what are you doing? Oh, I'm t- well, I've finished what I'm... Have, have you got any toilet paper? Any bog roll? Yeah. So he had to um, kind of scrape together a few bits of paper, you know, and sort of tinfoil or whatever he could find yeah. in the house. A right? cactus. Come down oh, no. Pass it th- underneath the door. Right, and now I t- then he, I said, "Can you move away from the door while I? Because I don't want you to hear me as I'm, you know, wiping the." And so you he didn't did say it. that. Yeah, well, I didn't want him to. You know, that's, what, that's what, embarrassing. What, sorry, what, that's what embarrassing. What were you wiping yeah, it with? Not tumbleweed. What do you mean? What no, noise? I know what you mean. Yeah. No, exactly. Right. So um, so then I say, right, can you smash? Why the was he hovering? <laughs> Why didn't he want to walk away? Will you keep your what was it <laughs> outside with the glass to his ear? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully there was there was there was a window in the door, but it was frosted glass. Right. You could just see my my semi-naked body moving around. And um, so eventually I said to him, look, listen, I'm going to need you to sort of kick the door in. He said, well, I don't want to kick the door in because you're going to have to pay for it, aren't we? I go, yeah, but I got to go to the World Service. I got, well, yeah. And he was a lovely man. He's the weakest man. 
you've ever you've ever come across. It's like you, if there's one person you don't want to have to throw their body weight against a door, it was him. It's like he'll snap before the door will. So he's smashing against. This the door. sounds like a fetish to me, though. He went in there, and there you were naked with lots of toilet paper, and you go, "Oh, you've broken the door down, and there I am." Naked. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Oh, you've rumbled me, Rick. <laughs> I wish I'd not told that embarrassing story on the radio. Like it wasn't embarrassing enough, you've just got to make it slightly more seedy. Oh, so did he, did, did he get it down? He did it, yeah, and I got to the World Service with, like, minutes to spare. Oh. And uh, interestingly, I told that story to 50 million people around the world. You're joking. Yeah. Did they understand? I what, think what, so. What, I mean, is that a bit of a problem when you're on the World Service, like, thinking of things that everyone can understand? Yes. It's a bit like when talking yeah. to you, Carl. Yeah, exactly, Carl. I think you're on thin ice there, worrying <laughs> about people understanding what you're saying. No, but you can't talk about stuff that's on the telly and that, because some people will say, well, we haven't even got a telly here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're listening to XFM 104.9. Play a record. Nirvana, all apologies on XFM 104.9. I'm Ricky Gervais, obviously, with me, Steve Merchant, Carl Pilkington. Well, Steve, I met up with. I know it's forbidden, usually. Mm, I don't know why uh, you Let me just expl- explain to the uh, listener. Um, me and Steve have got a little bit of a pact. We're not allowed to talk to Carl during the week because he comes out with too much dynamite and we want it to be fresh and it's it's just unfair. And if he sees us laughing, he, he clams up a little bit because he, he knows something's wrong with his head. So, um, I was in a pub, and uh, Carl called, he returned a call, I'd called you earlier, and I said, oh, I'm just across the road, right, come over, and uh, he came over, and we had a conversation, and uh, I kept saying, no, save it, and I can't remember half the things he was saying, but I do remember one thing he said, he said that the human eye never grows, it's the, he, said, he said, unlike your ears and nose that keeps growing all your life, he says the human eye never grows. Now, there's a little bit of... He says, now you look at a baby, it's got big eyes. It's got the same size eyes as it will have. When, when, when a baby's never... born, everyone always goes, oh, look at its eyes, don't they? Because that's, like, the main feature. Yes. They're quite big. They <laughs> don't grow. They don't get any smaller. They stay the same size. What, you mean once you become an adult, you've the same size no. eyes? as soon as you come out of the womb, <laughs> your eyes, the size they are, as a little baby... They stay the same size. Until you like die. Sockets. And I said, I pointed out to him, right, you know, I said, if that was true, Steve Merchant, when he was a baby, with these eyes he's got now, would have looked like a hammerhead shark. All right, calm down. <laughs> you don't want to go <laughs> lay into the eyes. Do you know what I mean? Just to prove my point. I didn't laugh Good. when he said that. Respect. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Well, I... I've got the eyes of the windows of the soul. <laughs> and mine are, happen to be enormous plate glass windows. windows. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know... But no, no they're so beautiful. But, but, many people but, find them beautiful. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, many people do. Um, yeah. But uh, do you know they don't have kneecaps either? My eyes or what? Ba- babies, <laughs> when they're born, they, do, they don't get kneecaps until they're about two. <laughs> they don't get kneecaps. Is that true? Yeah. And also, uh, yeah, yeah, talking about it, that's, but it's isn't it like a isn't it a little bone? In, it's part of the. Well, the, no, the but all the, the you got lots more lot more bones when you're born than yeah. You got three three hundred when you're born, then two hundred and five when you're an adult. Yeah, they all fuse, don't they? Do they? Their head's got to be all soft to come out. Right. Um, as we said earlier, you know. I would know. I'm a shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So God. what did you say when he said about my eyes being huge? Okay, get off so it. That, that, so that isn't nice, considering yeah. he's not here. Yeah, so I wait until he's here when I slug him off. Yeah, very well. No, nice one, Carl. You're an honourable man. <laughs> oh, well, there's... I know, you see, the thing is, right, that made me think that it might be a little bit of truth in this. There is, as well, is the, the, the ear thing. <laughs> Have you seen that with old men who yeah. have really long ears? Yeah. And big noses. Yeah. yeah you mean do, they, do they eat buns and uh, walk around in the jungle, these, these old men? You mean that the ears and the nose carry on growing? Yeah, yeah they do, that's true. That's true, it's cartilage. Yeah, but not like, it's not like sort of Pinocchio. No, no, after you're dead. You leave a body lying around, he's got a huge elephant really? type ears. Really? left him long enough? Four foot nose, that's Incredible. what, yeah. Um, that's no, remarkable. But, but, you see, the, it's about the focal um, uh, length in, in your eye, you see, because it's, it's like a big lens. So it would make sense that, that they couldn't change that much. Because mm. um, an owl, do you know why an owl turns its head round? Sort of like 180 degrees. No, because it can't move its eyes. Because the eyes take up the whole. It's the biggest eye in the animal kingdom. The eyes take up the whole of its skull. Really? That, yeah, yeah, and it has to move its. Yeah. Has that's, it got a brain in there as well? It's got a brain in there yeah, above the eye. Yeah. When I say the whole of the skull. I'm, Quite. Yeah. There's yeah. also some space for the brain. What I meant is the the 
the, the two diameters of the eye is the is the diameter of the. You've lost me there on, with diameters. And you didn't like maths, did you? Never, don't like maths. Never understood it. Couldn't no. get to grips with maths. I don't know about you, Carl. Did you do maths, maths, Carl? <laughs> now, how did you do in your exams on the maths? <laughs> did you do that? Which you, I bet yours was rather like my theory, which is why you need to figure it all out when you've got a calculator. Exactly. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. You're right. And I agree. Well, let's play a record, and afterwards I'm going to be testing you on your homework this week, Carl. Um, could we do uh, White Van Man first? We could do, oh, just to, no, they've got no, to know what, to what they're people. dealing with, yeah. Um, Carl's homework was to read all about, um, as you know, Shea Guevara. Absolutely. Uh, uh, last week, he did well on Rasputin, didn't he? Did very well on Rasputin. Yeah, uh, with flying marks there. Uh, so, uh, um, let's let's have a bit of Wu Tang, shall we? Then let's have White yeah. Van Carl. Yeah. White Van Carl. No. Yeah. Don't erase none of that good shit. Yeah. Wu Tang Clan, Leslie. XFM 104.9. This is Vase with Steve Merchant and Carl Pilkington. Now, I just. Uh, Remind him of someone else, um, Carl's in the week. I know it's forbidden to talk to him, but we're, we're, I'll tell you this. He was talking, he was very excited about the Friends Reunited. He was a bit nervous at first, wasn't he, last week? But he was really getting into it. Um, and uh, in the pub he was talking to about those people. He said, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd never go on a reunion, though. He said, I'd never, never do that. What, a school reunion? Yeah, and he, said, he wouldn't want to see anyone. And I went, well, I said, I said, wouldn't you want to see those two lads with the big heads and the webbed hands? Oh, yeah, these were... People you went to school with, weren't they? Yeah. Well, I didn't knock about with them. They were in the class. What were they called? Ah, uh, freaks. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. And uh, he said, no, I wouldn't want to see them. He said, because what could you say? Oh, you haven't changed much. Right. Mm. And he went, he said, and they wouldn't go anyway, would they? I said, why? He went, well, they didn't have any friends. Right. And I said, well, weren't they friends with each other? And he went, no. That would have been too obvious. <laughs> like, they faster <laughs> than went, No. <laughs> I know it's tempting, but let's not. Everyone would think that's just what we were going to do. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they didn't even hang around with each other. No. See, I must say, in my in my head, I've got something like it's like a some sort of extra thing from Blake Seven that they're like some sort of you know lagoon monster, but they just had slightly oversized heads, did they? See, does your head grow? Your hmm. eyes don't. Does your head? Because maybe they've got to a point now that it's all sort of caught up with each other. <laughs> Well, at the time, the, the eyes were very small and the head was huge. <laughs> uh, Just a very big head. And yeah. the, I mean, the fingers aren't going to change, you know, that's not... They had not webbed funny. fingers? It was like the penguin in Batman. <laughs> really? Are you sure? No, honestly. Are you sure they weren't wearing mittens? No, seriously. <laughs> yeah, they were, it wasn't home economics. They weren't getting something out of the oven, a very hot dish, were they? Every time you saw them. But why were there two, but they weren't related and they weren't friends? I don't know, I suppose it's like asthma and that, innit? Some kids have it. And, and it just was a coincidence. Yeah, but that was quite a common thing. Webbed hands, Carl. Yeah. I don't know. You don't think of it, do you, when you're a kid? You just sort of... Oh, when, yeah, you, when you first see them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there goes the frogmen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Carl, look, let's have, um, <laughs> let's have a little quick session of White Van Man. For those that don't listen to the show regularly, uh, The Sun, as you may know, has a section called White Van Man where a member of the public gets asked their opinions on the uh, week's big uh, political and social hot potatoes. Carl, we just thought uh, it would be funny if you answered some of the uh, questions. It's not so much questions, it's just your views, really, on these big, these big news stories. Uh, what do you make of Olympic ski hero Alan Baxter testing positive for drugs? What did he do? Well, he won a gold medal in the Olympics. and for he, what? He was, a ski, he was a skier. Right. And he won gold medal, and uh, they've just tested him positive for uh, some kind of illegal drug. But what, I mean, if he did, why take drugs to ski? Because <laughs> all you do is balance. But imagine it'd be amazing if you were stoned, like going down a hill. Yeah, it's not like you have yeah, to. It's not, not going to help you. Is no, it? it's, it's just like... gravity that's doing all the work, isn't it? With skiing. Yeah, but it's often to do with your uh, athleticism, isn't it? It's no, but it'd be you... like saying, and we've just found out the people on the toboggan were on crack. It's not. It's not going to help them. <laughs> you, yeah, sit, you sit there and you go with the flow. Yeah. And you could try I, could, and I, could I say? Could I say the, the, the drugs Apparently he was taking? That's his defence. Probably. He wasn't. It probably wasn't jacking up. H or you know dropping a few E's or getting stoned. He was probably taking more sort of uh, you know, performance enhancing drugs as opposed to him just like scoring some shit around the corner but, from someone, getting off his tits and jumping in a toboggan. <laughs> Doesn't mean that, yeah. does it? He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't <laughs> off his nut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have you've uh, you tested you. You pissed out your head. But why doesn't he just say, "Don't be stupid"? Why would I do that? It's not going to help me out. But it is, isn't it? Because uh, performance-enhancing drugs know, what, do. Wait a minute, Steve. Wait a minute, Carl. Right, look at it this way. Okay, look at me. Yeah, I've got. Have I got his attention? Yeah. The the the, the lights glinting off your ring there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Now keep concentrating. 
Right. Some athletes, you're aware they take drugs, that's to build up swimmers muscle. Swimmers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, swimmers. Runners. Runners, yeah. They're, not only do they help build muscle, right, but they, they can actually, you know, give them a boost performance while yeah. they're sort of like steroids and all, all this sort of stuff. Right? So that's the sort of thing we're talking about, okay? Right. So again, he, was, he wasn't on a bomb before. You? What? Why would that help you when you all you've got to do is balance on skis? <laughs> not uh, when you're at the Olympic level. Yeah. There's a lot to do with you know your body and no, your legs. It's practice, isn't it? It's like if, you, if, you, if you've skied for years, then you've got good balance after a bit. Oh, okay. do you know what, Carl? Do you know what? You've made a mockery of drug taking. Well done. Yeah. Right, next one, Steve. I ate this bit. I ate this. Um, I don't know if you saw it. What did you make of Posh Spice's Warts and All documentary? Yeah, I saw a bit of it. What did you make of it? Uh, I mean, people are slagging him off, aren't they? Saying, you know, she's daft and that, but... Daft, mate, you! She's... <laughs> I, I think they're alright, honestly. Yeah, you know, right. She's alright. I mean, I think David's really a decent bloke. Sure. Um, Would you uh, agree that he's quite a simple man? Yeah, but he's a footballer. He doesn't need to be... Do you know what I mean? It's like me. Yeah. Like, you know, all right, I only got an E in history. Sure. But knowing about the Tudors doesn't help me press these buttons and put the next CD on. No, sure. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, good luck to him, and he's done well out of it, and it's just yeah. jealousy. Yeah. I remember, though, um, when, I was, when I was back in Manchester, I was in Piccadilly train station, and he was there, right? Not as big a star as he is now, yeah. back then, but he was stood there, and I, I was so close to going over to him and saying, did you go to my school? Because I recognised his face, oh, but I no. didn't know who he was. Do you know when you sort of go, sure, I went to school. It's not the one with the big head. Yeah. But I do recognise him. Then my girlfriend got off the train. And I said, I'm sure I know him. She said, yeah, it's David Beckham. And I was oh, so close to Oh, thank God for your girlfriend. Does she, does she get an awful lot of scrapes, does she? She does, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, what about the fact that uh, the pension crisis sure. is going to force Britons to work into their 70s, Carl? You might have to carry on working into your 70s before you can claim a pension. I think it's a good thing. Um... <laughs> Because you see a lot of old people who look bored. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I honestly think if you, you keep do. if you keep your brain busy, yeah, you'll live longer. Yeah. It's only when you actually shut down, right, that that's when your body sort of dies because it, it doesn't feel it has a purpose. Yeah. It's like if you've got flu, mm. keep going to work. <laughs> if you have a day off, you just feel worse. You'll mope about at home. Doesn't do you any good. What about where, where do you draw the line then? What if you say lose a finger, pop into work? Um, depends if if you can't concentrate because it's painful. But what right. if you're a typist? <laughs> you're not going to type as many words, but you, you'll do more at work than you would having a day off at home. Sure. Okay. Um, Tony Blair turning trendy with his uh, Paul Smith designed naked lady shirt. I don't know if you've seen this. It's the one no. with the uh, pictures of naked ladies on the cuffs. And, you know, I mean... Okay. Um, and finally... Uh, that, see, this is what annoys me about this feature. It's just, what's that? So what? Yeah, but it's the, pres it's the Prime Minister of this country wearing a trendy shirt with naked ladies on the cuffs. Alright. <laughs> okay. And uh, finally, what do you make of the fact that Top of the Pops have banned uh, Will Young singing both tracks uh, on the number one slot, and uh, consequently he wasn't on there at all, they had to show the video. The first time anyone's ever made this demand. He wants to sing both the A and uh, B side. Well, he can't. It's, it's double A, yeah. Double A side. That's well, what they wanted to. That is now it works, is it? Yeah, I agree, yeah. And the thing is, which one... I mean, at the end of the day, loads of people have bought it, haven't they? Isn't it yes, like one of yeah. the best? So it doesn't really matter what it does, because people have got it. They can listen to what song they want at home. It doesn't matter about what Top of the Pops do. Yes. And it's it just annoyed me now. I it's Who's annoyed you? Th this, th just what goes on in the world. I'll tell you, you're better off not knowing. <laughs> I, I, it's better being in my little world. If that's what people are talking about on the streets and asking the white van man, do you know what I mean? I think you're right, Carl. I think you're Jeez. right. Shall I, shall I play a lovely song for you? Because you're getting all stressed now, aren't you? I've not had a good day. No, I know. We tell you about it later. It's not a good day. Well, I'm going to play um, uh, a, a Neil Young track here of Harvest. It's uh, Alabama. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And this is for Carl. <laughs> Athlete, Westside. I still like that one. It's a good track. Yeah, good I was track. worried that it was a bit novelty it would go off very quickly. But it's good. No, really it's, it's not bad at all. On right. XFM 104.9, I'm Richard Mays with me, Steve Merchant, Carl Pilkington, Steve. <laughs> well, we were talking about the news just now, and uh, there was a story I heard in the week, I think it was on the radio, and I don't know all the details, but what I heard was that a number of, I think it was Falkland, uh, maybe Gulf War, war veterans, were, I think, suing or complaining to the government because they wanted compensation for post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, 
I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but it seems to me that if you're in the army and you're a soldier, a certain degree of trauma is kind of inevitable. I mean, after all, if you're any good at your job, you are going to see people getting killed. So I don't understand what the internet of it are. I don't <laughs> know why. No, if nobody came back and Tony Blair met them and go, all right, well, not really, no. Go on, what's the matter? Well, if you, there was people shooting at us and everything, it was all muddy. Well, calm down, don't cry. Well, I will. There was a drill sergeant just kept shouting, saying, look at you, stupid boy, where's well, this gun not clean? And I just cleaned the gun and it was fine and now he's telling me to clean it again. Yeah, the boots, uh, they were, they were shiny. Well, he's got to do that, it's more disturbing. His neck was as big as his head. <laughs> well, yeah, but you don't know what they, you know. I don't know, know what, what the ins and outs of it are, but, um. Uh, is it, what you got to do is make sure you know what you're going into, that's what I do, you got to check the small print. So if I was, you know, going over to, like, the Falklands or, you know, the Gobs, I'd put my hand up and go, will, uh, will it be horrible? I go, you at the back, yes? Will it be horrible? <laughs> it, it will be horrible, yes. It will be horrible. There will be shooting and lots of death and everything. I go, right, I'm not going to go. And they go, <laughs> exactly. okay then. Okay. That should be fine, yeah. should be fine, yeah. Just like that. Is anyone else scared about this? Uh, pretty much all of us. Okay then, well, we won't send anyone <laughs> <Yeah>. then. <laughs> my, brother, my brother went into the army, right, because um, he couldn't get a normal job. And my dad said, you know, if you don't get a job by such a date, that's it, son, you're going in the army. And, um, oh. so when, when was the Falklands? Was it about eight, 81. Right? And he joined back in like 81 or something. And uh, he, he, I don't know, he was in Aldershot or something. Oh, yeah. And uh, he wrote back to my mum saying, uh, you know, a bad time to join, bad time in this. So she wrote. <laughs> well, bad time to join, that's so sweet, Carl, isn't it? That's like, dear dad. Yeah, well done. Um, <laughs> don't know if you've noticed. Yeah. Uh, I was on the doll, that, that's for sure. Uh, thank you for joining uh, a month before the Belgrano. Anyway, and, uh, go on. my mum called up, spoke to the sh sergeant, and said, can you leave him out of this one? Can you leave him out of this one? What, he, the Falkland War? He's only just joined, and she called him Chuck, which he got done for. Like, she, she's one of them, it's, I think it's a northern thing, like saying, how are you, Chuck? Yeah. And she called the sergeant Chuck, and he, he, he the sergeant said to my, my brother, uh, your mum, you know, she's called up and asked if you can not go, which, uh, of course, you know, I mean, it, it, we'll see how it goes. But can what? You tell what do you mean? Why did the sergeant even entertain this? Well, Pilkington, come here. Your mum's been giving me a bit of earache. Now, listen, tell her I've told you, but can you call her, because she was really, she called me Chuck and everything. Can you call her and say you don't mind? Well, not really. Oh, please, because I've promised her I'll say you want to go. No, please, say you want to go. Why was he entertaining this phone call? Probably because he was new. What? Because he was new to the army, I suppose. Who? No, I mean the sergeant. Uh, I don't know, maybe so, they do that. So what happened? Did he didn't go in the end? So he didn't go, no. You can't do it! That's got, ludicrous! I love it that oh, we went over the top. Built no, in. I've got a note. Yeah. Is this, is this really your mum? Yeah. Okay, no, this seems to be in order. Because I notice it says, um, uh, I do not want to go into the army, I don't want to go and fight, and it's crossed out and it's good, my mum says don't yeah. go. Now, you didn't write this yourself. No, no, my mum wrote this. Okay, you definitely wrote this yourself. Your excuse. You're going to have to do, um, fill envelopes. No, I'm, I'm sure if, if he was needed, he would have had to go, but I think they made a bit of a special effort. They sort of said, oh. Well, it wasn't conscription anyway. Oh, no, obviously. But were the, the other soldiers going around just going, wah? <laughs> Wilkington. <laughs> no, he ended up being a mechanic in there, and he got kicked out for um, going for a packet of fags in a tank. <laughs> What? Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you mean he nipped down the shops yeah. in a tank? Yeah. I don't okay. believe that, Carl. You've Honest made that. Honest to God. That, and he went off with the sergeant's wife. So that didn't help, and he ended up getting kicked out. Sorry, your, your brother's a genius. I love this. I love this. First of all, um, he gets a call from his mum, going, let him up, and goes, oh, God. Then he goes, uh, uh, where is, where's Pilkington? His mum's on the phone. He's, where is he? Um, he's near your house, Sarge. Near my house? Well, why is... No, no reason. Uh, well, when he comes back, when he's finished, tell him his mum called. And can he get me a packet of fags? <laughs> tell him to walk this time. Wow. This is ludicrous. The, so the sergeant phoned out that he was sleeping yeah, I, with his wife? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did, I was Did your mum phone out and say, let him off? <laughs> <laughs> let him off this time. Can he... T yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. But he misses it. I mean, I haven't seen him for about 11 years. But ever since he came out, he's just kept getting into trouble and that. And the army, you know, people slag it off. But I think 
You're a certain type of person. It's good, it's good for it you. It didn't straight in me. How did it? He was going down the shops in a tank. He was shagging someone no, behind but their he back. Was, it's yeah. really weird. It's like back then he was like a proper adult and he had a house and he collected crystal with his wife and that. <laughs> and now he hasn't got any of that. Has he got the wife? No. Has he got the crystal? Don't think he has. And he oh, has I, I seriously haven't seen him for about 11 or 12 years. Carl's stories always start off nice and funny and then they just leave me empty and slightly yeah. depressed. I don't know whether to hug him or shoot him for him <laughs> out of his misery. Can we take Carl to the... Uh, phone in if you think I should take Carl to the vet and have him put down. Because it's just too stressful. Hides, <laughs> main offender, XFM 104.9. Wow. It's that time in the show where I test Carl on his uh, homework yeah for the week history the re-education of Carl Pilkington as you know we found out last week that he'd uh, taken one GCSE and he'd got an E and it was history do you know Steve I haven't told you this went shopping on Sunday buy some new jeans it's in a shop saw an old lad who I haven't seen for about two and a half years went you alright mate how are you doing first thing he said sorry to hear about your exam results Oh, God. I Had just, he listened to the show or someone had yeah, just told him? Yeah, he was on a train listening to it on the way to a football match or something. He knew that you were on the show, did he? He was a yeah. listener. First thing he said. Wow. So sorry about your exam results. Haven't people have been coming up to you in the station going, you yeah, right, you, do you want to talk about it or? God. I know. Well, well, you did take it pretty badly for a 29-year-old man. Just a bit of a shock because it annoyed me that. It I wasn't a shock. You no. knew you, you hadn't got any. No, I thought I'd have got a bit more than that. I wasn't expecting, you know... But you weren't. You didn't even think you took history, so that must have been a bonus. Yeah, that's what my girlfriend said. Yeah. So, well, but didn't yes she say something quite philosophical, which was like, you know, you didn't even have an E this morning? Yeah, she said yesterday, you know, you, you didn't have anything <laughs> yeah. today. Exactly. Which was good. Yeah. Mm. But anyway. Anyway, okay then, well, you were tested on uh, Che Guevara. Right, Carl. We should just, hang on, we should just remind people what happened. Cause last this is a little series, I've got lots of these little books, right? They're about, like, um, two and a half inches long by about, you know, two inches wide. Those tiny little things you see in the, sort of, on the front counter of Waterstones or Smiths. And it's, uh, The Life and Times, a series of all the great, all the greats in history. Uh, last week you read about Rasputin, he wasn't impressed. No. Uh, this, this week... This book's a little bit thicker than the Rasputin one. No, it's the same, I think, was it? Maybe the writing's Thick, so you're writing or something. Um... But, okay, Che Guevara. Who was Che Guevara? Just, just, uh, now, you learnt to pronounce it, right? And how do you remember? You told me the week how you remembered to, to what his name was. Che is like Shake, and his, his surname is like Guitar. Right. Chevara. Okay. Um, but anyway, <laughs> right, um... Tell us what you know, and I'll, I'll, we'll ask. Right, first of all, um, his, his name isn't really Che. Right. It was something else, and Shea means buddy okay. in uh, wherever he's from uh, Argentina. Mm -hmm. okay. Right? Yeah. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Right, so anyway, he was born, and he was. Uh, By the way, Carl's not reading this from a book now. This is all out of his own head. This is just... not pre planned notes. No, this is. this is. I mean, it's I know it sounds it. written, but he's just. Yeah. Right, here on we this. go, here we go. Go on. Um, he was born. Um, he, he had bad asthma as a kid, right? which I thought was quite interesting because they didn't have cars and that back then, and that's what they're blaming asthma on these days, the bad, the bad build-up of traffic and that. Well, they so did have cars, Carl. Not as many as they have now. Okay. Um, so that was, that was something I picked up early yeah. in yeah. the story. He uh, had asthma, yeah. His dad, his dad was into politics. He wasn't a politician or anything, but he was, you know, they were into the politics. Sure. So he sort of grew up around a family who was into, you know, watching the news and that and keeping up to date on yep, what's going on yep. in the world. So that sort of rubbed off on him. He went to school. He was doing stuff on medicine. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to be a doctor, or he thought he did. Yep. Um, anyway, he, he learned really quick. He did like uh, six months work in about three months. So he could That's have it. some time off school or something. Right. So he, he took that time off yeah. and went to travel South America with his mate. Okay. On a motorbike. Yeah. Yeah. And he uh, he saw all this bad going on in the world. And he thought, oh, this this is bad. This. Yeah. You know, I, I could sure. do something here. I could yeah. change this, make it a nicer place to live. So he um, he said, what I'm going to do is uh, join a gang right. that sort of uh, is against the uh, like the like the government. Yeah. Right. Right. 
I'm all right so far. Yeah. You're doing very well. Right, and and the woman who he met, who was like running this gang, is a woman called Ilda, who he later married. All right. And Ilda introduced him to Castro. Right. Who was like the, the like the head cheese of the gang. Right. Who wanted to change things. Okay. And um, so uh, she said like this is this is uh, I think his real name was Eng Engelbert or something like that. Ernesto. What? Ernesto. Ernesto. She said, "This is Ernesto. He does medicine. Should have him in our in our sort of army. Yeah. So when there's injuries and that, he can he can make people better." Yeah. So he said, "Yeah, all right then." So he joined the gang and they went like uh, went went to sort of. I'm chopping it down a bit. This no, no, no. no, no oh, sure, sure, sure. You're, in, you're, 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 you know, you're condensing. It's not. Go. It's not in real time. No. So uh, <laughs> so anyway, so they go. It feels like it. <laughs> See, this is why I just wanted to ask you to ask me questions. Well, listen, let me cut to the let's cut to the chase then. So, okay. um, obviously, well, he made his name as part of the uh, Cuban Revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know what date that was? About. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. And uh, obviously, so uh, he, he was he, he a big involvement in that. Yeah. Um, what, 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 which country was he um, was he caught? He was caught in Bolivia. Yeah. Uh, how did he die? They executed him. Yeah. He shot him, and his last words before he died, right? The, guy, the guys there with the gun, huh. and he he wasn't scared. He didn't. He wasn't like crying or anything. He said to the bloke with the gun, he said, "Go on, shoot me. Uh, be a man." Yeah. Said. Yeah. And they shot him. And yeah. did did it tell you what happened to him after that? His dead body? No, but Suzanne was telling me about this the other night. She said there's more to it than that. They stuck it in a. In a in a glass coffin, didn't yes, they? Uh, well, yeah. well, no, but before that, they cut off his hands and his oh, feet. feet and sent them to the. Uh, no, 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 and that, because they and they buried them in different places, and then they buried the body. I think they might have sent the hands to Ch to uh, Fidel, but uh, they they buried him in an unmarked grave because they didn't want anyone to um, start using his his grave or his tomb as a place martyrdom. of martyrdom. But of course, that just made him even more of a martyr because no one knew where he was buried, so it just meant that he was. Yeah, even but that more wouldn't work anyway because if they did find out, that's more places people can go and sort of grieve. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If you've got all these different graves... What, with different parts of his body? Well, you've got a foot over there, and it's like, well, you know, oh, God. His head over there. Thanks for sure. what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, so, so all in all, all so in all, essentially, what's your summary of Che? Yeah, uh, you like him more than Rasputin, don't you? A lot better bloke than Rasputin. I can understand why he, he gets one of those little books. Um, well worth knowing about, and um, good bloke. Did a lot, you know. Crammed a lot into his short life. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, interesting bloke. But um, just just on the subject of uh, Che Guevara, um, Steve called me up in the week because he was going through the, the duty log. We love the complaints on the BBC duty log. And someone had written in because one of the Blue Peter presenters was wearing a Che Guevara T-shirt. And what did the bloke say? Yeah, this is a, a series of... People can phone in and, and write and uh, complain to the BBC about different things. Why would you complain about wearing something? Well, listen, no, this it? was the thing. Is you complain about... The best one... I mean, there's been some amazing complaints. Oh, there's there. some great ones. The, the best one... My favourite my favorite one that wasn't a complaint but was actually just someone had to phone in was what an excellent edition of Kilroy this morning. <laughs> yeah, which but there's lots of that. It's things like Esther was superb. <laughs> Woman. <laughs> Call yeah. one. Woman called. Uh, there yeah. was a brilliant one I remember once, which was um, uh, Robbie Williams was wearing a Nike T-shirt on top of the pops last night. Product placement on the BBC. It's just all so things that. Are. Yeah. But anyway, this was this was one phone call. There was a, a presenter on Blue Peter. She was wearing a T-shirt with Che Guevara's face on it. Right. And um, someone had written in and said, uh, or someone had phoned in and said, very worried to see uh, a presenter wearing uh, Che Guevara's face on a T-shirt. Are you trying to turn my children into communist revolutionaries? Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine who's thinking that, who's bothering to phone up with that information, Carl. Yeah. Who knows what they're going to say about this show? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you've been championing the work of uh, Communist Revolution. Luckily, luckily, no one listening to this show can either write or operate a phone. <laughs> so I think we're pretty safe. So, so thumbs up for Che Guevara. Yeah. Well done to Carl there. Yeah, no, I uh, thought it was even brilliant. Right, but the thing yeah, is, that, you, that, you keep saying to us, you don't understand why history is interesting, and yet you're clearly interested by that. You, you remember that Carl. information. Do you, I've got another. Yeah. I've got. I've got a few in the series. Can I give you your next week's homework? Go on. There you go. Oh. Read it out. Hitler. <laughs> Hitler. The life and times of Hitler. 1889 to 1945. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know much about him? What was the significance of that last date? Why did he? What was was that last date, Carl? Why do you think he died in 1945? End of the war. Yeah. Which I'm interested in. So this, yeah. this will have stuff about Anderson shelters and that. <laughs> it might, it might not be covered in the Hitler um, biography, the Anderson shelter, but just I mean, check if there's a special Anderson uh, <laughs> chapter, Anderson <laughs> shelter chapter. 
I'll, I'll look forward to the show. Yeah, be, yeah. Be interesting. Uh, powdered Egg is page four. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, we're going to play a hip-hop. Yeah, we're gonna, it's time for a hip-hop hooray. Um, people are absolutely in love with this feature, Rick, as you well know, and I know you're somewhat jealous of it. Yeah. Uh, this week, I know that Outcast are currently on the playlist, aren't they, with their new single, Whole of the World, is that yep. all, the whole world? Anyway, this is a track uh, from the big compilation, Outcast. Uh, it's just a sort of compilation of all their greatest hits, and uh, this is a good one. It's called Rosa Parks. Play it, Carl. <laughs> their greatest hits album uh, that's outcast and a track called rosa park like it like it yeah enjoy yeah it. now we just had a call uh from someone uh, impressed by carl and carl's very pleased because this guy has actually done a phd on Che guevara so in theory whatever subject he chose in theory he's probably one of the experts in the world on this particular field now hello are you there yeah i'm here hello what's your name my name's david david now, you, now where did you do your phd did at ucl at UCL, mild, mild college. And what was the actual title of the PhD? It was uh, Che Guevara's influence on class struggle in uh, Europe in the 60s. And what did you think of Carl's performance? And I his, thought he his... did really, really well. The only thing, I'd never heard those last words before. So, so Carl <laughs> actually knows something you don't know. Yeah, possibly. Although you <laughs> presumably not take that as verified information. You'd probably, you probably wouldn't take everything Carl said uh, as gospel. You'd probably look it up yourself, would you? I probably would have a look, yeah. Did, did you know about Baby's Eyes? Sorry? Did you know that baby's eyes don't grow? I didn't know that. You see, that's why you shouldn't take yeah. things Carl says as, as gospel. Because it, it come out with something, you know, you know vaguely uh, intelligent and then say, did you know about baby's eyes don't grow? Um, any, uh, any questions that you'd want to test Carl on? Any uh, thoughts, anything he missed there on the uh, history of Che Guevara? I think he did really well and... Uh... I, I think I think he should be congratulated. What? Because no, Carl has problems with understanding why people are interested in history, and well, even though he's been reading these books, he keeps saying, "Why does anyone care about history? Why is it important?" What would you say to uh, Carl? I think he should maybe then look at who Che Guevara did influence and why he still influences people today. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, well, he knows that he influenced um, Citizen Smith, uh, and he knows that if McDonald's ever wanted to swap. Uh, Ronald McDonald for Che Guevara it would cost him an awful lot of money. So he is trying to apply it to the modern world. He's, he is having a go. Well, maybe you should think like why Rage Against the Machine have him on, on their T-shirts. Good point, oh. Carl. Why do you think of that? Why do you think they have him on the T-shirts, Carl? I, thought, I don't know. Maybe that's that was a design of the T-shirt. Maybe they wanted another T-shirt. Maybe they wanted Ronald any, McDonald, but didn't have any in. Sure. And they said, oh, we'll have that one there. Then. <laughs> well, thanks very much. Um, Dave, just just before you go, do, do you think Carl would be an interesting subject for a PhD? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. um, well, if, if you know, if you know, well, hopefully one day busy. you'll become a professor and you can maybe set that as some uh, coursework. I could do, yeah. Carl Pilkington, imagine that. Cheers, Dave. I might have an MA in Carl Pilkington. <laughs> Thanks very much, Dave. Okay, bye. Cheers, bye. bye. That's good. My teachers never did that. What encouraged you in that never, way? Never said well done. So really? Yeah. But you never showed up. Yeah, they, they, no, they, you they have to be in the same room. They were too really. busy saying, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but M Mrs. Matthews, me, me head teacher. Oh, sure. that's not laying to Matthews again. Oh, not, not Matty Matthews. Said, not not never, Grimble Matty Matthews. I'd never be a high flyer. D d if she could see you now. What did she say? She, you'll never be a high she, flyer? She said that to me, Mum and Dad. On, really? On a parents' evening. <laughs> what is, and that was after I'd played the drums in Little Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> she clearly didn't know what she was talking about. Pinch <laughs> of salt. REM with Orange Crush on XFM 104.9. Well, I'm nearly through, only 20 minutes to go. I'm Ricky Gervais with me, Steve and Carl. Carl, what did you point? What did you point to me then? Just then, reminded me. Go on. O Orange Crush. Did you know we were talking the other night about contraceptives? Uh, no, you said to me, uh, I've got to do lots of homework. You look up how they used in the olden days how they used to use elephant dung as a contraceptive. <laughs> and I went, what? And he went, no, look at how you make you give me those things. I said, I don't know, was it they put, when you're running around with dung on the end of your knob, no woman really wants to go near it. Is that how it worked? And he went, come on, you give me things to do. If you've just written a PhD on how to use elephant dung as a contraceptive, please get in touch. And I'll nice. give the number in a minute. It's not elephant, it was crocodile. Oh. <laughs> <my God. laughs> Why? But, um, yeah, orange Sorry, crush. no, you can't, no, no, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Back. Ow. What do you mean? It was crocodile dung. What, how did they use crocodile dung as a contraceptive? I don't know. Right, go on, Orange Crush, yeah. So Orange Crush, um, what it was, I, t I was trying to look up that, 
that thing about um, crocodile stuff, mm. using it. And um, I came up with another one saying that they used to use a lemon, sort of shaped right, and the um, put it put it on, and the citric the um, citric acid citric acid in it kill the would kill the sperm. Right. So they would sorry they would wear the lemon on the end of the knob. Was that erotic? It works. Listen, I'll try anything, Carl, mate. It still works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If the ladies like that. I mean, does it ha- could it be anything? Could it be like, a, you know, a melon? Kumquat? Yeah, maybe. In my in my case. What's those hairy ones? Yeah. Anyway, uh, it just reminded me when orange, orange crush. Well, thanks very much for that, Carl. It's, uh... And that, I didn't even ask him to... No, no, no. no, no, that. no. Just... So orange crush reminded you of the lemon contraceptive? Mm. Okay. Johnny Good. You could use it as a little lemon squeezer, couldn't you? It could be like a novelty lemon squeezer. You just stand in the kitchen, <laughs> and then when someone wants to just come along and go, yeah. <laughs> on the end of your... Did yeah. you make this uh, lemonade yourself? Uh, yes, I, I did. did. It tastes funny. <laughs> it tastes funny. Uh, okay, um, yeah. Do you, do you, would you... Carl, this is a quick question to you. Would you ever sort of find yourself in a situation where you might confuse a woman's breasts with mountains? Is that a concern for you, do you think? No. Not, not a problem for you? Well, not if they're not if they're small and humble, I would. That's what I'm hoping. That's what fingers crossed. If they were small and humble, then I'd I'd pretty much not confuse them with mountains. Thank God. But I mean, if they were large and, and sort of pendulous and with like, like quite rocky with snow on top. Exactly. Then I'd go. Hold on, love. Wait a minute. Hold on, love. I was into this, but now exactly. it, it, I feel like I'm alone. Carl, do you know what we're talking about? Who's who has who has done that? I'll Who's give you a what? clue. One more time. See, my breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains. Shakira. It's a lyric that Taking the nation by storm. It's quite a nice song. It's got another... It's very much like... It sounds a bit like uh, Men at Work down under. Yeah, it's got the pan pipe. Is this uh, What's-It's-Kid? Who? Um, Julio Inglesius. No, it's Shakira. Consequently, the word Shakira there being mentioned. I haven't heard of him. Okay. She's a big Latin star, apparently. Big Latin American star. And uh, anyway, just sing it again for us. See, my breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains. <laughs> Which is a concern. It was always a concern. Definitely. And she, a number of times she's woken up and there's been a fat bloke with a beard and a little a little Sherpa. She goes, what are you doing? And they go, we're just trying oh. to climb this map. Look again. Oh, sorry, love. Oh, it's your tits. I didn't realise. Oh, tits. We thought we were in... I can't believe it. I can't... Well, can we camp if You can't camp on my tits for the night. No. Well, why are you climbing them? Well, I Because they were confused. there. Well, they're small and humble. Are you mental? Look <laughs> at <laughs> Carl. I love that look of Carl. Carl is looking back and forth. You know when, when you sort of, uh, uh, you go to a cat and it looks back and forth between two people? That's very much like Carl's looking at us now. Or when, like, a child sees a midget or something in the street. <laughs> They're just transfixed, aren't they? And the parents oh, go, don't stare. When we were pushing um, Ash, just the, our producers uh, in a wheelchair, and we were pushing him through the BBC. He's not a midget, we should make that. No, he's not a little midget, he's not tall. But um, we were pushing him through the BBC, and this little kid just came up and just stood in front of him and looked at him. Yeah. <laughs> I just laughed. It was funny. <laughs> do you do that? I imagine that you get caught staring at him. <laughs> do you go up to people? Do you go up to people with problems and go, Mummy, is that a monster? Well, I was telling you one about when I used to go with my dad in the taxi. Oh, yeah. Well, Tell what this story. Well, um... Your father was a taxi driver? My dad used to, He had loads of jobs. Mm. Which he did back then. They don't do that anymore, do they, people? Don't, they don't <laughs> have variety of jobs? Stuff. Sure. But, um, it, one, at one point, he had a black cab, and I, I used to, uh... Used to go with him. He used to get, a, like, a, a beer crate and put it in the front of the black cab. Yeah. And sort of sit just next to the meter. Yeah. And, um... Anyway, we got this call, and, uh... Like, the guy on the end of the radio said, Oh, you've, you've got, uh, you've got your son with you, haven't you? So he said, yeah. So it's just like, you know, we've got a pick-up at uh, number 11 Village Lane or whatever. And he said, all right. And it was this woman. It was like a woman version of the Elephant Man. Wow. The Elephant Woman? Yeah, it looked like... It was really strange, because I was in the front of the cab, and um, when you're a kid, you, if you, if something looks odd, you, you're a bit scared of it, aren't you? Yeah. And my dad was like, look, be all right. And we're, we're driving towards just, her. Look, oh, don't worry, son, I've got loads of buns. And just to I think I'll just throw one down the street if it's you run after You're it. being mean, right? How I old am a little bit, so yeah. How old were you, 18? No, I was, I was about 12 or sure. something like that. 11, 12. Hmm. And as we got closer to her, it looked like she, she she was holding, like, a bag of spuds on her shoulder. For a snack. <laughs> right. And her head was all a bit mangled and messy and that. 
And uh, my dad says, my dad said, whatever you do, don't stare at her face. Yeah. And she got in the back. Because you turn into stone. <laughs> she got in the back, and I, I had like the mirror, the dri- driver's mirror thing, yeah. and sort of having, having a look, trying to work it out. And I really, I mean, he said, don't stare at her face. I couldn't work out where her face was. <laughs> It was that. It was that weird. <laughs> oh God! So I'm not sure you're from Manchester. I think you're from like Narnia or something. <laughs> yeah, you or, got frog or, boys walking around yeah, the Lord that of the Rings. That, that got like the claws of a lobster and the and the head of a toad. Yeah, and you got women getting in with spuds for heads. I mean, what what this sort is not of what is this, this is not place? The place you grew up. This yeah, is oh, you can't believe it in London, can you? You come down and go look symmetry. It must be amazing. It must be a, a thing to do with upbringing, though, mustn't it? Because, again, do you know I've said to you before, years ago, when I was a kid and didn't have any worries, good-looking lad, mm. you go through it a bit, have a few more worries, and you look knackered. <laughs> now, back there, there's a lot more worries and stuff, so you get a lot more freaks. Whereas in London, everyone's like happy, aren't they? Got I love the money. fact that stress can cause your <laughs> fingers to fuse and your heads yeah. to grow. No, but if, if she I... must have been really stressed to have a head <laughs> yeah, like yeah. She what was like <laughs> yeah, was she an accountant or something? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. But uh, what? But what does she do? What does she say? Where was she, she going? By she, the way, she couldn't speak. London Zoo, please. She was. She was going to like to a the fair. Seriously, Alice Bell. On my mum's life, she was. Because at the end of the day, that's a good thing with animals. They don't judge you, do they? She's not she an was animal. animal. She's a human being. She's not actually an elephant. No, but she You know the elephant man was not actually an elephant. <laughs> you understand that? He's got no elephant genes in him at all. No. That was just a cruel name people gave him. Yeah. No, it's the name of the disease, isn't it? Elephantitis. <laughs> so listen. So this woman, why was she going to a pet shop? <laughs> she was going to a pet shop? <laughs> what, yeah, to find true. a husband? Is it? <laughs> Is this, is this true? No, it is true, yeah. Oh, I'm, God. I'm, not, I'm not taking the mickey because it must be so, really bad for you. Of course you. it but is. Carl, 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 oh, I need to ask. I'm going on to you today about cutting myself shaving. Yeah. I was going on about that. To think that she... I mean, she's probably not alive now. But to <laughs> think... But, but you're saying that you're going to say this is a worse problem than a little cut shaving, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The I think you're right. Carl, you I just, just, there's a couple of key questions I need to ask. One, if she couldn't talk, yeah. how did she tell your dr- father where to drive it? Did Probably she ever get a note? Did she point home? with her nose? Yeah. <laughs> right, this has got silly. Pick your song. But and also, <laughs> finally, where did you say she lived again? It was like in a village. A little small village. Right. Um, just hidden out of the way. All I'm saying is we could maybe get like some sort of coach, book some coaches, get a coach party out there to have a look at her. <laughs> and, uh, and now... <laughs> you can make some lemonade. The offspring of a woman and some spuds. Yeah. <laughs> Please enter at your peril. Should it give me a shiny shilling? Wow. Oh, that's terrible. Well, I'm going to play um, a little bit of Teenage Fan Club song for uh, the lovers here. We left it very late. We've been just, uh, you know, rapping with uh, Carl P here. And this is I Need Direction. Teenage Fan Club. Oh, they're a good band. They are they? a good band. XFM 104.9. Um, so, well, we're nearly there. So, will your girlfriend be proud of you now? You performed a PhD graduate there. It's a bit annoying because she's not in London today. She's in Sunderland or something, or Newcastle. Right. Working. So, she won't know what the your greatest triumph. She, she saw last week's and you got an E in history, and now this week you cut, you come through yeah. with some great praise that Miss, Mrs. Matthews never you know, laid upon Even you, did she? Well. No, just said you won't be a high flyer. Hey, You've shown them, haven't you? You never know. I mean, I had mates who, um, <laughs> like, you know, my mate Colin Makin, who sure. did the disco with me. Pilkins making music, yeah. Pilkins making music. Yeah. He was dead brainy. I don't, I don't think he's up to much these days. Sure. Just, you just, can't plan it. Yeah. Just goes yeah. to show. Well, I mean, you can do there's a certain amount of planning. You can do. I mean, driving a tank down to the shops with some fags <laughs> yeah. never going to mean you're a high flyer. You and that, that that woman who you picked up in your black cab, she's in a circus now and she yeah, can happy. fly, which is good. Oh, I confusing that with a film. You went to see a film this week, didn't you? Mm. What, what did you see? see? Um, the um, Monsters Inc. Oh, did yeah. you have a little argument? What was the argument about? Did you have an argument with your girlfriend or something? Because about well, the history thing took over last weekend. To be honest, when you found out my results. <laughs> that was like the talking topic of most of the weekend. And <laughs> why? What did she you say? Know, you brought it on yourself. You know, why didn't you take it serious? You know, was she annoyed or upset? Well, she just sort of said, "You can learn. Look, you, you learnt Rasputin. 
Mm. You know, if only you did You've that. You've done school, that. You've done Rasputin. You know what I mean? She said, you can do it if, if you're told to. She said, you know, it's only because Rick has told you to read the book that you're reading it. Mm. Does she think we're sort of like taskmasters? Does she think we bully well, you? Nah, she knows it's just a laugh. Yeah. What did you, did you tell your uh, parents about your... Nope. No. Never? Because they, they never even questioned where my results were, so I don't want to tell them that, you know, I didn't get any. No. What, how did they do at school? Didn't have them back then, did they? Right. Uh, <laughs> when was that called? The Middle Ages. Middle Ages. I don't know. I mean, like I say, back then it wasn't about getting results and that, was it? It was just about learning trades. Mm. I mean, my dad, right? He can, like, put windows in his house. Yeah. Do plumbing. He should. It's dark, isn't it? He's, he's done that, first of all. Right, so, so he can do what? He's got a multitude of different yeah, jobs. Yeah, he can do all sorts. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If there's a problem in my flat, I can call him up and say, you know, this isn't working. What should I do? Mm. And he'll say, like... Is that our brain surgeon? He'll yeah. say, oh, fix it. Sure. Uh, so what about Monsters, Inc.? What yeah. did you make of it? Um, so, all right, it's alright. It is a kid's film. It, it sort of annoys Is it? <laughs> okay. I was having, like... <laughs> <laughs> what gave that away? <laughs> was it the songs? Was it the animation? Yeah, the fluffy was little it, things yeah. that squiggled round on the screen for yeah. an hour and a half. It is annoying because like there's kids everywhere and kids don't watch films, do they? No. Do you know what I mean? They're messing. I don't know why they make kids films. And you can't, to be honest, it's mental. Can't concentrate properly when mm. you've got kids, you know, Screaming, making noise shame. around you and that. Yeah. So I'd say my little review: wait until it comes out on DVD. Okay. <laughs> what a great review that would <laughs> really? be. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Film 2002. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Ross going, well, I don't want to give it away when it comes out on DVD. Yeah. Oh. No, but not giving it away. It's just that you can't watch it properly when there's kids screaming around you. Yeah. Sure. Do you know what I mean? What are you looking forward to this week? Are you going to go and see anything? Just been talking to Ricky now, because my missus is away. I'll probably uh, get out a DVD tonight. Yep. Rounders. Oh, right, okay. I thought you might like that. And if like you can get, so, but, I mean, if I can get you tickets, say, in the stores or in a box for the stage version of Midnight Express, would you be up for that? <laughs> it's on, it's on ice. I think it's, it's the final year, it, isn't it's it? It's lovely. It's Midnight Express on ice. Yeah. And it's a musical as well. They're on roller skates. Do you have any dope under your jacket? No. It's great. John Hurt yeah. is actually in this version as well, yeah. which is fantastic. He played the Elephant Man. So it all comes, the universe all comes together. Have you ever seen the stage version of the Elephant Man? No. You'd love that? Yeah. Who's in that? I have seen a clip of it. Who plays him? Uh, I've, I've I think they got a real guy with actual, with elephantitis. Right. Yeah. What are you finishing on? Uh, let's uh, have a final song for the ladies. It's from uh, the album Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me by The Cure. And it's the beautiful catch. See Goodbye. You See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>